Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right, hello, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. You are here with your host, the Viking. And the Bourbon Cowboy. And we're out here at the Aqua Ranch. The Aqua Ranch. Right. Yes. How old that motherfucker is right there. Yeah, buddy. it's got some yeah. uh, good oil got on it. Got some dustiness. It's a little old. So uh, as far as cigars for the podcast today, we'll do that real quick as we're opening them right now. These are some uh, rather old um, uh, Skullbreaker surrogates from Tatuaje. Um, I'm actually not sure how old these are. I don't know if these are original breaker release or if they're just a few years now. But I was trying to find something for us to smoke. And I was looking through all the Tatuaje stuff because we're going to talk some PCA stuff and we got some exciting Tatuaje stuff coming to it us. It isn't easy. So I saw these. I have, there's a few more and I popped one open. I, I nosed it. You smell the, like the rich chocolate oil in that thing. Yeah. And this, this smells like, you know, you know, when you open your humidor after a while or you've had a box for a long time and you open it and just the cedars absorbed everything. That's what this smells like. It's just, I want my house to smell like this. I have a... Um, Some people would think that's dirty socks, but I think it's lovely. <laughs> well, no, I, I love that smell, but I open up a goddamn igloo co- cooler. I have to stick my nose way down in there to get a, a cedar smell. Oh, God. Just tastes amazing. What did you... Uh, we've never really started this with a cocktail before, but this is... Well, what I did was, for you guys that are in St. Louis, you know how oppressive these summers can get. And it, it was hot today, but it was still in the low 90s. But um, it just was humid today because we had got dumped on last night, at least here. I'm in De Pere. The Agua Farm is in De Pere. It rained its ass off last night. Lightning, thunder, I mean... Not raining at one point. I mean, for a few hours, it was flowing water across the pavers outside. You know what I mean? Well, no, I don't because I was fast asleep for oh, sure. Yeah. I got like three fans in my room and I put it on deep freeze, covered up, and went in. Nice. I can dig it. But, um, oh, of course. I knew it. That's why I brought the, uh, no, I'm lit. Oh, just, okay. Anyway. So, um, the whole reason talking about the humidity, I was like, you know, I came out here and luckily the sun's down, it's a little overcast, but the clouds and the sun is setting on it. These back clouds are backdrop and are just red, beautiful. Anyway, I just thought I've been kind of getting into this ranch water and I don't know if these are any good, but they're with uh, tequila. They're made with tequila. Right. Always, right? And um, a little bit of Tapo Copo. Tapo Chico. Tapo Chico. You put fresh lime juice in that? Yeah, I made yeah. my own fresh yeah. lime juice. They're amazing. 
I love these. These all these all kind of sprung out of. Uh, was that two years ago or was that last year? When I brought the Azul over and then we got into the hiatus and we drank two bottles of fucking tequila in the pool. Yeah. And, but whatever. Like the cowboy. Now he's definitely he makes killer margaritas. There's no argument there. But I don't think he was really ever a straight tequila drinker. Like we had done it a few times down in Key West and. When we've been out, we've had some tequilas, and I was like, dude, we got to try that. No. But that day, we sat here. I mean, again, it was a hot summer day, you know. It's in August, I think. And, I mean, it was pretty hot. We were in the pool all day. And uh, I was just telling him, I was like, man, I really like, you know, we all like our bourbons, and we all like to have our whiskeys and stuff. But, dude, when it's 100 degrees outside, I don't think you taste bourbon at that point. When when, when the proof matches the temperature outside, you got a problem. Yeah. You know? But... Then you start talking and looking into tequilas, and you put the great tequila over a little bit of ice, and you you've got a beautiful, neat cocktail that you can just drink on the whole time you're you're outside. Yeah, let and, me grab these two bottles so we yeah. can talk about it because I know you know more about tequila. Than and uh, but then the bourbon guy he started getting into tequilas and not because he does. I'm not even kidding. He does make a, a crazy margarita. Like it's absolutely fantastic. He does this cool thing where he inverts the lime, and. Uh, uh, fills it with another shot and it kind of creates this really unique big platform margarita for you. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, um, first so off, this is what we're doing. That Altos right there is the shit. This? That's Coraleo. Yeah, that's, that's the Reposado. The red bottle is the Añejo. It's one of my favorite tequilas in the world. Um, so I drank this bottle last week. Yeah. And, and then this. This 1146, this was given to me, not the uh, bottle, but I had a pour of this at uh, Westchester. Mm -hmm. But that's more of a sipper. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's like 90, 80, 90 bucks. Well, I like, the, uh, I like the way it looks. I've just never had that. And then this, I just decided to try it. That's a great right there. That's a, uh, you know how I was telling these guys about your margaritas? I keep that at home. I top the, I put that in the lime on the margarita. That Altos Reposado. Okay, no, so you've had that before. And then Coraleo is the one in the in the blue bottle. Yeah, and I want to say the, that's like 39, yeah, nine, the around 40 bucks. Yep, the Añejo is like 55, 56. But it's clear. It's one. It's the red bottle. The red bottle is the Añejo. Oh, I haven't it seen is, that one. It is literally, when I go to that El Magüe, remember when you came and I had that margarita made? That's what I used. Okay, but yeah. is there a specific, what, what do you call the, the brown one? The that's, because of the dark. Reposado. Reposado. Yeah. Okay. And the blue bottle's Reposado. And that's Reposado, too. Yeah. And I don't know, is that the preferred Reposado with ranch waters, or does it matter? It's just your preference? I I prefer, like, I prefer when you're using tequila, like, especially, like, in a ranch water, because, you know, when you do a margarita, there's a lot of influence from the lime and the salt and uh, your your uh, contraire or, or, or the liqueur or whatever, whatever you use, you know? Um, but like in a ranch water, you taste the tequila more, you know? So when you go to Reposado and this, obviously this is very broad strokes. This is not individual spirits, but Reposados are going to, to me, they've always, they've got more body to them and they've got more of the fruity or the sweetness to the tequila. Then when you get to Añejos and Mezcal, like in Mezcal's is when you get all the smokiness. Mezcal's the more of the bourbon tequila, um, yeah, Again, I think all my mar uh, margaritas, for the most part, is with the Reposaco, yeah. Re Reposado. For, to answer that simply, most places that, I, like, anytime I've gone out, like, even when I went, to, I found that crazy tequila bar in Chicago, 
When they made their house margarita, it was with a reposado. Like, almost everything was with reposado. Um, but then they did have a smoky one, and they used mezcal and things like that. But, yeah, so. Well, anyway, we're having some ranch waters, which is dope. I, I know we don't normally get into cigars early, but you can already feel the age in this cigar. Oh, yeah. Because skull breakers are... In my opinion, across the surrogate line, I think Skullbreaker's the strongest. Like, overall strong. Body, strength, collectively, I think this is the banger when you look at them. Bonebreaker, or Bone Crusher, is second. But I think Skullbreaker is the, the, like, the most potent um, surrogate that's on the market. I really do. But this is more chewy, leather, dense... And the spice hasn't really accumulated yet. Um, it's really funny because as I have made a bunch of trips to the farm here lately and it been stopping, checking on Archetype, um, they had some clearance of the, um, the, um, ah, jeez. Romacraft? Romacraft. Cro-Magnum? Cro-Magnum. That's the one I like. Mm -hmm. And that thing... Uh, I've tried them all. I mean, that's kind of my favorite. Hodge, that's really good, man. On Roma Crab. Really good. Yeah. But, and it's super spicy. Yes. And it, it bangs. But this is a different bang. It's it's just got that different flavor. Tilt your mic up. Go ahead. There you go. There yeah, you go. it's just got a little different flavor. A little... Uh, taste profile it's, it's, it's i think it's mellowed from the age you know all the all the oil we see sitting inside those those cellophane i mean it's really unique we don't i mean we do smoke old tobacco right knowing because what you know the average age sitting inside most tobacco cigars now is at least three years old right but this thing's been sitting i mean i'm not even sure how old these are i may have actually grabbed the oldest ones i have and not the box i bought a couple years ago <laughs> whoops oh yeah it's trouble here all right, it's on there. Um, yeah, you're good now. Yeah, but it's just, this is a really deep, spicy, the draw. Now, I just cut a little off the tip. Yeah, I went down a little further. So, in the bill, bill of I, the because of my cutter, um, I tend to cut, it, it may need a second cut. Um, but other than that, this thing is yeah. good. Now, let me ask you a question because mm -hmm. um, I notice guys that I'm smoking with, they... Wait, you mean you smoke with somebody other than me? Well, like the Dalton brother. Dave, I smoke a lot with him when I, I see him. Yeah. Andy. Um, you know, well, we spoke with quite a few guys this weekend, or, uh, yeah, Saturday out at um, our cigar event out of Bootleggers. But when you are at an event, and I, I've told Dave this too, I think a lot of guys want to wet the end and get it a little moist and then cut it. And I think I'm kind of cool with that, but... If you're doing that, you don't share the cutter. You do that with my cutter? Like, if I see you do that with my cutter, and this isn't like a, 
uh, I'm gonna beat you. You're not trying to like alpha anybody, but no. What you're gonna do is take that fucking thing in that bathroom. You're gonna get some hand sanitizer, and you're gonna. I don't want to make out with you, man. And that's literally what that is. You know what I mean? Oh God, there, there he is, right there. Yeah, he's just same. on my damn deck. And he's like, like, oh, there's a party going on. Like I'll just you, come out there and get on the show. Um, you you think about that in the same way? Like, look, it do, it does. I, I feel like that's kind of a, a respect thing, right? If you have your own cutter and you want to slob up on top of your cigar, go right on ahead. I'm sorry. He's headed right for the pool. Yeah, he's oh, right here. He's going to get in. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but uh, if you guys see a frog swimming by, there's a frog getting ready. Hey, man, shut up. You see him right there? Oh, yeah. He's arguing. Uh, he's calling nah, his bitch over there. Nah, they yeah, they got it. It's all good. But listen, this is all part of the show. <laughs> And we don't charge extra. It's, yeah, this is um, now they frog. got the, now they go. Oh, like oh, brother, it's a lot of rain last night. Let's get it on. Yeah. Hey, what's your name? <laughs> but um, no, like that happens in lounges too, you know. And, and like I've seen it, you know. Fortunately, not I shouldn't say fortunately. I think now this is kind of a fun statement too, because I know guys that have been smoking cigars longer than you and me both, and they don't own a cutter or a lighter. They just they bite the end off and they light it with a match, right? Um, but you see it in a shop too. Like, you know, a lot of shops, most brick and mortars have, they'll either have cutters at the tables or they'll have the, you know, like the four option desktop cutter, right? You see people do it there. They, or they'd stick the cigar into their beverage and then they cut it. And one, your nasty mouth or the spirit is going to cog up the, the springs, right? If you and say, second, oh, I need another cut. I'm like, well, bite it. Cause you ain't using my cutter. Yeah, no, I mean like. Yeah, yeah I, I can't, I, I don't, I, I, no, no, I'm sorry. If you take, if, if you grab your cigar and you lick all up on the top of your cigar and then use my cutter, you're going to go sanitize it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I'm sorry. That's, that's ridiculous. And then I've noticed too, uh, I'll give a cigar out and we're smoking for an hour and then he'll say, uh, Hey, can you, can you, yeah, there he is swimming now. Maybe he'll shut up. Um, it looks like one of the fake cigars that blew up on the end. I'm like, what? it's like they just don't walk away from it. Just listen, dude, if you're going to give it a break, just walk away from it. You don't have to like bang it into the ground. Yeah, well, you know, so let's. Or blow it, you know, and it looks like it's been worked over by yeah. an explosion. Well, it's like, for example, this past weekend, we had our, we had our Craft Imperial event at Bootleggers in Washington, right? And uh, we had some of our Woodworks ashtrays that they made for us. We were giving them away with some box purchases, right? And uh, the young man that we met sitting outside, I was explaining to him. I was like, you know, when you put your cigar out on the ashtray, don't fucking thumb it out, you know, like mush it out. You will burn the wood, right. you know? And, um, you know, I think that that's kind of, if you smoke, it's really interesting with, with, with those guys, you know, we love them to death, but they smoke cigars on their own. They smoke cigars with us. They smoke cigars anytime they're with you. They see that even even when we're like when we were doing the Battlehawk tailgates, we still had an ashtray, right? We still set the cigar down on the ashtray. We still rolled it out on the ashtray. Uh, you don't, you know. I mean, I get there's you know we've talked about this before. There, I've still met people that chew on them, you know, and the ends look real blown out when they're done, but they still smoke it. Um, yeah, a lot of guys just, they're just used to having that cigar in their mouth. And at some point, it's not lit all the time, but it's almost like chewing tobacco now. 100%. It's all wet, and they're just yeah. they're they're getting that slime, and they're just getting it juice off the chew almost. I complete completely agree. Um, but 
No, I don't know, man. I mean, to come back to that main point there, yeah. If you if you lick up on your on my on your cigar and want my cutter, you're you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's not cool. I don't I don't like that. So I have to keep an eye on that at events because you know you get some guys and you you know you get talking or whatever and they ask you. And then the next thing I know, I look at my cutter and I'm like, what the hell just yeah. happened? Yeah. And then especially with mine, which is a zero. Well, you're zero. perfecto, right? Yeah. It's got it's got the the dummy proof cutter. I mean, it's called a Perfecto cutter, but you know, um, I mean, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I mean, I used to, I watch guys at events now when when people have desktops, you know. I'm like, yeah. If my friends are with me. I'm like, hey, I wouldn't use that. Like use the mine. big silver ones. Yeah, I'm like, I, my, if we're sitting with people we know, I'm like, hey, don't use that. Use mine. Why? I'm like, yeah. is that guy over there stuck that scar in his nose and then fucking went over there and cut it? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's not. But. Anyway, yeah, I think this ranch water came out pretty good. I and did. you know what it is? I'm, I'm going to tell you. It, it's it got more of a lime essence to it, which I actually like. That's because you use real lime juice. Not only that, but the Copo Chico. Topo? Topo Copo Chico. Topo, hang on. Let's do this. Topo? Topo. Chico. Chico. Yeah. Topo Chico. Yeah, top guy. Top guy. Hey, Topo Chico. It took me a few uh, times on the tatuaje. Topo Chico. Done. See? Perfect. So now the Topo Chico, I got the lime one too. Oh, oh I see I didn't know they did that. See I was down at Calp's house the other night and he had the uh case of the clear. Yeah. But I went to Schnooks, there was one four pack left and it was lime. Nice. I'm like, well okay, give it the lime a try. Because it it is just and forgive me, I know I've I've worked in and around bars, I mean, I'm not a bartender. Uh it's just club soda, right? Or sparkling water. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the same shit like, you know, death uh Liquid, Liquid death. death, fever tree. Yeah, and I want to try it with that too, um, because I I do like the green, um, and I do like the berry, mm-hmm. you know, with a little bit of vodka. And I actually bought a new vodka. I was going to try too. They are selling the bare bones now, at um, at Schnucks, which is cool because I do like that vodka What's too. What's bare bones? The bare bones vodka that I first had out at uh, Cigar Vault. Oh, okay, yeah. It's got the skull on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So the only difference is, so that's, what do you call that tequila? Which one? The, the one we used. Reposado. Well, no, but the name of that. Corleo. Okay. So I used that and then um, Tapa Chico, and then I, I squeezed the limes fresh, and then I put just a, a tad bit of um, simple syrup in it. Nice. Just a couple squirts. And um, and then gave it a little swishy, swishy, and then poured it in there. It's actually kind of crazy. Light and refreshing. It is, and because of the amount of lime in it, you think the citrus would kind of cut into the cigar, but there's enough of the body. Like I said, this this is one of the most leathery. Uh, I could never really paired a ranch water with a skull breaker. Don't think I've ever had a ranch water when I was smoking. Right. Um. But no, I think it's it's great, man. This cigar is just handling well, man. I really like it. So, um, all right. Well, I guess we'll do this now because I've got to make this post later tonight. But our Stogies in Cinema live stream we're doing on our Patreon this Sunday at two thirty p.m., which is on the sixteenth. Sixteenth, not the fifteenth. Not the fifteenth. Yeah, I'm bad at dates. I, another thing you tried confusing me. Drum like, roll. What? Winner is 
Got it with Prey. It's got 38% total vote. Hunter Hunter is at 30. That's too bad. Yeah. But I will tell you this. Because of what we're going to do, and we're going to go watch it, um, the Hunter Hunter is pretty serious. I mean... Is it? Oh, yeah. It, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, because it's fun. So you've seen Prey, yeah, right? Yeah, but it's going to be hard to have fun with Hunter Hunter. Oh, okay. The damn thing is pretty serious. Yeah, I was now, talking... Now, Prey... I mean, you know, you got an, and I don't know if we're supposed to talk about it. No, or, we totally can, yeah. But, I mean, this is the Predator, the ultimate, you know, star galaxy guy going right. to different planets and killing well, people. Well, and it's it's cool that it came up because, like, when I was trying to figure out StreamYard and what I could and could not do with the live stream, I used Aliens. Aliens 2, right? The second one. And... I'm trying to do it, and it was funny. I'm sitting there, and, like, originally I had the movie streaming. Like, so this screen right here, on the left side, it's fucking streaming. And then all of a sudden it stops. I get an email from YouTube, and it's like, hey, by the way, you're copywriting infringing, and until you stop the movie, I was like, oh, shit. It's no big deal if it's playing in the background. You just can't play it on the screen. Oh. <laughs> so, but, praise up. So, cool. We're going to do pray from whenever. I don't even know when it came out. I don't know. I think it's only been out a, a year, newer, year right? and a half. Okay. Maybe 22. But I'll publish that to the Patreon. You guys can go to patreon.com. But it's basically a little Indian warrior girl, and, you know, she's going to knock out this. So is it is it inside the, like, the world of Predator? No, like, where it's does like it... he, the, this is, like, back when Indians were around. Okay, because I have to be honest here. When it comes to Predator, I've seen one Predator. Predator. Um, I've seen... <laughs> And I saw AVP. I saw that. That's the only two Predator movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Predator and Alien vs. One Predator. was with Danny... Well, I guess the first one was with Arnold, mm -hmm. and they're on an island or some shit. But then the next one is in the city, and Danny Glover is in it. And then I think there is an AVP one. And I don't know if I saw the, the, the second or third, whatever the hell it was. I saw bits and pieces of them. But, um, I mean, I'm just like, come on. Yeah. These guys are cloaked. They got, you know, like crab. They're the freaking tentacles ultimate and teeth hunting and, machine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That was not a bad wiki. That was not at all. That was more of a. Oh. So <laughs> I can do the wookie, bro. Yeah, nah, I like that. Oh yeah, that's good. Okay, so I'm better at R two D two. Like, beep boop. Now we just yeah. need to see three PO, and we got a whole fucking gang. Right? It's like, oh yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that'll be fun. We're doing that Sunday. We're going to be doing that live from the Squirtin' Germans. He said he's setting something up for us to do it. I don't know what that means. Wow. All I said is we need a table, three chairs, and Wi-Fi, and we're fucking golden, bro. We just got somewhere to put the camera. All right. But uh, yeah. So Nico Moon, you were at Nico Moon. How fucking was it? I was at Nico Moon, and uh, the crazy thing is, is um, I kind of restored the silver Jeep and um, was ready to go, and then we had some issues with getting it uh, past inspection. So it didn't make the trip, and it probably wouldn't have made the trip anyway because they were saying all day rain. Like bad rain all day. Well, yeah. it's just chance, you know, 60% chance of rain in the afternoon and then the evening. Well, of course, that didn't end up happening. Uh, another brother of mine, Dave Dalton, came down. 
we stayed at Shawnee Bluff and um, got some vittles down, had a few cigars, then we went to Nico Moon, got there, I don't know, probably around 7.30, a little warm-up guy. We're on this little peninsula at Lazy Gators. There's a Shady Gator, and then right next door, you go down the little peninsula a little bit, Lazy Gators. And it was set up, man, they got a pool, they had, um, you know, drinks, the whole nine. And there was a huge line to get in, and you were like, wow, this is going to be packed. But I don't know, maybe 500, four, 500 people. But the stage is like no bigger than this. Yeah. And, you know, it was big production. And he came out, and, um, you know, it was just like we're at the pool, and he's right there, and nice. we're all hanging out, listening to him. And listen, this guy has got a lot of charisma. When you see him in his videos, it's even better when you see him in person. Just high energy. He's got the yellow solo cups going. Yeah. He's getting the crowd going. And um, what, what I didn't realize was is he did a lot of his songs in the beginning mm -hmm. that are kind of hot. And then he did a lot of the songs that he's written for Zach Brown. There's yeah, a lot he, of songs. He was a songwriter, I want to say, for like somewhere between six and ten years before he even before he even put out looking for a good time that was the first first single he put out was looking for a good was trying to catch a good time and he's got a lot of mixes like he does good time with shaggy with shaggy yeah he's got a lot of mixes and then uh anyway ended up great and whatever and the guy is he reminds me of michael ferrante because yeah. he's so crowd oriented and um yeah when we have a break that guy is in trouble because yeah. he's pissing me he's off. Fucking frog legs out of that guy. He's right anyway, there. If you guys can't see him, he's just over his shoulder on the side wall. Anyway, uh, and then, so how cool is this? <clears throat> he says, okay, this is my last song. We're going to rock it out. And he goes, listen. He goes, I got a little, um, um, you know, merchandise table over here. He goes, you guys want to come hang out with me? Autograph whatever you got. I'm here until there ain't nobody here. That's awesome. And we saw him, said hi to him, and he was going over to the table. And he goes, I'll, I'll stay until every last autograph is given and everything is cool. And everybody That's just That's awesome. Was... Anyway, it was a great time. And I was not aware of it that he started his singing and his little gigs and whatever. He was a regular at the lake. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. I was talking Salty Dog? Something like that. Across where he the had, big bridge is. Yeah, he had posted on his uh, Instagram the day of the show, and he was show there's a gym out there in the Ozarks. He was showing his gym pass from, like, 0304. Like, he's been there forever, you know? Okay. Yeah, go, go. I'm, I'm going to take him. care it's of all good. He is, it. He's irritating. It is all hell. He's gone. We are going to dispose of a uh, a frog, Louisiana style. Make all that damn noise by got in the pool and he can't get out. But uh, yeah, I'm sure the show is great. Nico Moon, you you guys have heard. Uh, um, hopefully, we don't have to pay him any royalties, but you've heard his music on on this show uh, a lot. He's always playing. He's fun. Now he shuts up. Yeah, because he knows I'm yeah. coming. And uh, but um. Yeah, great weekend, man. We did the event out there at Bootleggers Cigars and Apothecary in Washington, Missouri, and Bill hooked it up. Uh, we had the table set up. We had a bunch of people smoking outside on the back patio, people smoking out there on Main Street. 
Um, there was also a real big Correct. fun, um, uh, kind of an art flea market festival thing going on right there. Um, lots of really cool local local artists or local collectors, kind of I'd say. Um, they got out there and kicked ass, man. It was a lot of fun. Um, after that, we uh, went went home and got on out and. Uh, this is the bourbon cowboy hunting a frog. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it was a great, great event. That That's a lot of fun. Uh, our next event um, is the 26th of July with Cigar Vault. We'll be out there doing um, cigar specials, and we're actually promoting and releasing a new bourbon to the market, uh, a couple of bourbons, actually, that, that night, which will be really cool. It's going to be a fun bourbon and cigar event, so... Everybody will come out to that. And if you guys are around or you want to order anything or anything, you guys can hit up Cigar Vault, do all that. Um, we're really excited. The next week we'll have the 2023 Las Calaveras on the show. Um, uh, Lit Cigar Lounge Grand Crew got their orders in, so we'll be picking those up uh, in the next few days. And, uh, yeah, very excited about that, man. I mean, Pepin's all over it yet again. Uh, it's going to be... I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think that from what I've read and what I've been able to speak with John about and some people close inside Crownheads, I really think that it's going to be uh, one of the bangers. It might, it might join the arm of Calavera Skulls. So we're excited about that. That'll be a, definitely a fun one. All right, one frog gone. Dope. But... God, a cigar is amazing. It's really cool. I mean, I wish... I say this all the time. I'm going to start dating things, but I, I, I'm not going to because it takes the fun out of it. But these things are just magnificent. Like, there's there's remnants of how strong you know Skullbreaker should be. But it, it's almost like the strength is diluted into the body and it's tasty and fun on the back. I just, I like it. It's good. Yeah, it's definitely, um, I've had these before, but this one is really good. Yeah, these, they got age on them, man. They're not as potent, which is cool. It's very fun, you know? Still a little moistness in the wrapper because not, it's not like the relighting it, but touching it up in a couple of areas. But I don't get upset at that. You know, sometimes you got to... Um, adjust the cigar a little bit you know what i mean there's nothing wrong with that i was trying to get us a little more light it's so we got the pool behind it that actually helped enough there i mean and i've actually got the it, it is brighter than it looks i've got the contrast down on the on the actual computer screen so it doesn't if i turn the brightness up on that we're gonna have these white lights on our face okay you know so and i got my kahuna guy over there yeah, he's I chilling finally over got, there i gotta keep him outside i always forget i let leave him over there and then he Loses his I moved the, the one you got me, a tiki. I moved him over by the uh, one of the bigger palm I put in. He sits in the sun. Now he just lights up at night, all day. At night, all day. I know what I meant. So you went and got some bigger palms? Yeah, dude. No, not bigger. I mean, they're like like that. They're just they're taller ones. Put a couple in. Because um, that guy right there. Went out to Pacific. He was like 50 bucks at Home Depot. I'd never seen him that big. Not like that. I, uh, not like that. 
went to Pasiglia's and they, they were there and you know like 165 bucks I mean they're eight nine feet tall I was like cool grab it you're saying they're more like that palm yeah yeah but uh, taller wow but no the thing was is <laughs> check out and the totals 6184 I was like hey got oh all our palm trees are 65 percent off oh that that guy was 250 and I went well I go get another one so yeah that's it. it was really cool I guess they're doing I guess mid-season sale or end of season sale I don't know but well we got at least through I would think October yeah the only thing in October is you have warm days but then you get down in the 50s at night mm -hmm. and then that's hard on the heater and your pocketbook oh yeah yeah that's not that's not fun but well, in the cigar world this week, everybody, I'm sure if you're on the social medias or you're paying attention, you know what this past week was. Uh, PCA 2023 took place at the Sands Expo Center in the Venetian in Las Vegas. Um, lots of cool stuff coming out. Um, oh, I told you we got Stolen Throne on the podcast next couple of weeks, right? Yeah, you said yeah. mid-July. Yeah, mid-July. Uh, Lee Marsh, the owner, is actually going to, or Lee is actually going to sit down and He's gonna jump on with us and cool. Do the whole Did thing. you That's have any dope. conversation with him about where they do their cigars and all that? Uh, and we could wait till we talk. Very, to very, him. very mildly, you know, because um, I was like, hey, because Jimmy at Crew has restocked all of it plus the new one, uh, the new one they released that we talked about. The uh, it's named after the ship. Well, the last the time I was ship. out, they didn't have anything. Well, I, they're rebuffed, so we're gonna go pick them up and then uh, pick some up and then do whatever on the podcast we might do a little tasting table and smoke six different cigars but you know um wow you know inch off you know what i mean how we've done it before like when we're doing blend sampling you know just going through a you know another one we should probably do too that i don't know that you've done a lot of but i really i i think they're right in there with uh stolen thrones is blackbird um cigar company yeah i've too. only like i know of blackbird like from seeing it but i've only smoked with you, you bought that that I, I, six pack. Either we had a had a crow or a cuckoo or a, I think I had a cuckoo. a raven. Um, um, yeah, they've got probably four or five, and probably more. It's just whatever they had, and I think I got those probably at the hill because they, um, at least when I've been in there, they've had, and I didn't check the last time. They've kind of worked, rearranged things in there the last time I was in there. One of the reasons I go in there is because they are the few, one of the few that actually carry the Asylum Premium. The Nicaragua you like? Yeah, yeah. The, the Nicaraguan yeah. Puro pretty much throughout, which that's the only one they have that's like that. Yeah. Um, but trade show week, so... Um, all the big stuff, you know, the show is growing back. There's some good and bad things. Uh, the show is growing back. Uh, Drew Estate in general are coming back to the show next year, which is cool. They left, uh, quit after the last year of IPCPR, and they haven't been back to the show. So last IPCPR was 18 or 18 or 19. I don't remember. I went to the last two. I don't know, 18 or 19. Um, but... Lots of really cool stuff coming out. You know, it is it is really really unique. Uh, the the 
the new Crown Heads release next to Calaveras that everyone's really talking about. And what is about. that? How do you pronounce that? It's a, it's, I, it begins with an L. Yeah, that I'm going to have like to. Like Javida uh, or Javidas or um, something like that. I don't know much about but it. Now, the big, the big deal on this one for me is it's a pricey cigar. The La Vareda. La Vareda. That's what I'm going to go with. You know, it's a... Uh, it's going to retail eighteen between 18 and 20 depending on where you're at. Yeah, yeah that's a big, um, big jump for him, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think next to that, the, uh, you know, I mean, the Las Caveras now are probably up to 14, 15. Yeah, between, between 13 and 15, depending on the size of it. Uh, I mean, if I'm thinking just off the top of my head, I mean, I, maybe the, um, no. When the Black Lab came out in Headley Grange, I think it was it was up fifteen, sixteen dollars. But you know those those were a unique runoff. You know they weren't. Um, I don't know, but it's still we're still going to try it. Still get in after it. You know the Tatuaje twentieth, uh, the Miami ten Tuxla. Um, well, now let's talk about sizes. that for a minute because we've had the Miami ten, we've had the fifteen, which we all love. Yep. And that hasn't been. We haven't been able to get our hands on one of those in over a year or two. Mm-mm. Um, so you would assume this 20 is going to be something special. It's going to be a think. banger, man. I mean, we got boxes ordered on those. We also have the ceramic jars ordered, um, which those are going to be dope. Uh, that might actually be something I don't touch maybe ever. I might just leave it sealed. And will the cigars be in it? Yep, 25 cigars in the jar. 20 cigars. 20 or 25. I don't know, 22 maybe, something like that. Um but cool, I mean, cool stuff, you know? I mean, the, the cool thing about the show is it's, with the PCA, it is 100% directed towards the premium cigar industry, right? So cutters and, and things like that and companies are there and they do the sell and do everything like that. And my, 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 just my issue with the show now is, is that, you know, I've, you've heard me say this since the beginning, you know, the best and simultaneously, the best and worst thing that ever happened in the cigar industry was the internet. Um, you know, the cigar premium cigar association trade show this trade show is designed for brick and mortar brick and mortar owners store owners to come in and meet with heads of companies and sales rep and have first looks at new product coming out get to learn about it get to know about it place orders build bigger better relationships maybe meet your counterparts in other areas right um but this whole, uh, I'm not even going to use the term influencer thing because I don't think they're influential. Um, but, you know, the the way the, the Instagram people and um, friends of, of Instagram people, the way they can flood to the show now, and there's, there's no beneficial account for that. You know what I mean? Like, those tickets get to go to them, and then maybe there's brick-and-mortar stores that are just starting, and they might not have the excess of funds to travel to the show, and... You know, instead of maybe helping them out to get them to the show to help build relationships and earn product or, or purchase product, sorry. You know, you've got, you know, people you see on Instagram posting left and right, and, and they're there. Um, but it, uh, it's not grabbing it. It's good. Um, but so, you know, with Tatawahe. They've got these ceramic jars, mm-hmm. and they're they're uh, bringing out this uh, twenty-year reserve. Yes. 
So, and then we've got obviously Las Caveras. Yep. And then the new one you just talked about. Um, what about um, Luciano? What is he? Well, Luciano did drop. Uh, <laughs> he did the one Mar about his mom. Maria Lucia is now going to be in four sizes. So four different soft or hard box presses, which that Toro that we did on the podcast was actually, you know, Scoob Scooby Drew at Lit picked that one, right? And we did it there when that 2.5 opened. And, uh, you know, chocolate, but just amazing cigar. Yeah. Really excited to try that in different sizes. That would be really, really I mean, it's, it just, I feel like it's a it's solid yes. You know, I don't think it's going to suck at all. Um, but then the unique thing about the show is every year new cigar companies that want to be main page players right meaning that they're trying to be in as many stores as they can they're they're broadcasting they're getting out the unique thing about the show is uh let's take for example jake wyatt okay we had we had neil and gerard on the podcast yep and uh um they're not huge but they're not entirely small anymore they're starting to broadcast pretty well but you know they don't have sales reps they got a couple brokers that help and then next to that it's the two of them you get to the show and you have people that may just be walking by your booth and they stop and go oh what's that you know you got two thousand shop owners at this show if one percent of them pick up your product that's 20 new accounts you know what i mean yeah and you did that because you were doing what you needed to do for the four days you were there and Maybe you met some, maybe you meet a new blender. Maybe you meet a family that wants to collaborate with you. Maybe you, you open a huge account that, you know, that one account inside those 20 was worth 20, right? That's what the show is for. The show is for that. You know, it's also a time of year where, you know, people like, we obviously don't know how Carlito Fuente lives his life, how George Padron lives his life, how John Huber does every day, what Pete Johnson does every day, what Rocky does every day, what Nick Perdomo does every day. We don't know what these guys do every single day. Maybe they don't get to hang out with, with their, their their friends that often, right? The only one thing about this show is they do get to do that. Those options are there to do that. They do get to hang out and see each other. And I'm sure they talk and everything, right? And well, you see them spread. If you're in the cigar game and you're, and you're traveling around, you see some of these guys sporadically in your travels through the year. But this is like everybody at one point, you know, is getting together, bringing all their shit, and there you go. Yeah, and everyone gets to talk about it. You get to have fun meetings with your clients and again like you said you get to build these relationships and you get to enjoy these different things and it's really fun i just i want the you know i had a conversation where somebody was telling me that you know they want to be at the show because they they feel like they're in media and i'm like you know yeah sure you know, you, you write some things and you got a little following right but there's a reason half wheel and marvin shankman and um, the cigar snob maggot, like these guys are there. Half wheel, you've heard me. Like I joke about half wheel, but I think I tell how many times have I told everybody? If there's one website you want to go for the most unbiased, true, heartfelt stories on cigars, you go to fucking halfwheel.com. That's where you go. You know, Marvin Shaman, Cigar Aficionado, Wine Spectator, Tequila Spe Tequila Magazine, bro, uh, what, what's the whiskey one? Wh uh, whiskey Spectator, maybe. Um, uh, oh, whiskey advocate, whiskey advocate, uh, wine enthusiast. That's Marvin Shank. You know, the guy, the guy smokes cigars with Castro. He is the original published cigar magazine. That's the media. Okay. 
Local Las Vegas media. That's media, right? I love that everyone's involved in the, in the cigar community. I think it's amazing. And I love every little following that everyone has. You shouldn't have a ticket to the trade show for brick and mortar stores. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've been trying to think of an analogy all day when I brought this up and I couldn't really find one, but it's like, it's like being at a tech conference and you're, you build engines. You know, but that's, that doesn't count because if you build engines, you're a fucking genius anyway, but you know what I mean? I mean, well, yeah, you're, it's a success. I want the show to stay a success. You know what I mean? The reason IPCPR, one of the reasons IPCPR fell apart was it just wasn't lucrative or it wasn't beneficial to brick and mortar owners anymore. You know what I mean? It wasn't worth the money of traveling out there and purchasing product when the deals are being offered anyway, you can get them earlier. And you just couldn't get out there, you know, and a lot of different things, obviously a lot more took place than that, but you know, I want to see the show. I mean, I'm very excited what P what PCA has become, the way they work in litigation, the way they work, um, against the FDA, the lawyers they have, the this business masterminds they have working inside PCA now. It's amazing. You know, um, I just, I wish the show was just for brick and mortars and, and, and true media settings, you know? I mean, but then it's, it's kind of a, a hypocritical thing because we're going to access it next year to go, you know? But again, that's networking, man. I mean, we're going to go see friends, you know, people we haven't seen in years, you know? I mean, it is <clears> worth doing, Lars but was out there. I don't know. I didn't see anything on, uh, he didn't post anything, at least from what I saw, but, yeah, you know. Oh, Lars, I miss him. But everything I've read, love. Ne next to my, my little whatever there, tiff or whatever you want to call it, my hypocritic moment, um, everything I've read, everything I've seen, I haven't, obviously people always bitch, right? They didn't get time with this person or this didn't happen or whatever. As far as the show is concerned, it sounds like everything went great. It was set up phenomenal. It looks awesome, um, which is great, you know? And I'm very excited about that. And I'm very excited all oh, this time of year. I, I tell you, it's always great, right? Now we've got this four-month window where for the next four months, and four, even into December, for that, we'll say the next six months, every week, every month, your well, brick usually and we get the Las Caveras here with today well, or tomorrow week. or this yeah. weekend. Yeah. We'll have them. And then, so that usually is something to enjoy for a month or whatever. And then, you know... At some point, the the uh, twenty year reserve tatuais will yep. be here. Oh, I forgot! I forgot to tell you, uh, we're big Oliva smokers. Um, Oliva released the first non box press Milano Serie V Milano. Huh? Those boxes are out. I think that'll be cool to smoke, just to, because it's not box pressed. Yeah. You know, every every Serie V Milano released has been box press since its inception and then speaking of this I, I i had planned on talking to you about it the 27th is a thursday um we've got our thing on wednesday mm -hmm. and then um niche and rocky Battelle are doing a thing down at stanley's that, that thursday, thursday? Night. yeah i was gonna talk to you about it too they'll be down there by seven yeah i mean no matter what it's always fun to go down and hang out with niche gotta see him yeah for sure because i saw a little spot on him and him and stanley are, are good buddies and 
he, you know, he was actually kind of promoting it. I'll be in St. Louis. We're going to get uh, Patrick to do his little famous dance, which I don't yeah. know what the hell that's all about, but whatever. Um, yeah, I saw him the other day, and he was in pretty good spirits. They had just got back from the show. and um, Well, here's another thing that I had brought up to you, but I was excited about talking to you. Have you heard of the Sphere? The Sphere? You haven't heard about it? Utterly... Uh, amazing. I'll, I'll put it up on the what screen. What is the sphere? Well, it's a multi-billion dollar sphere in Vegas. And it's all Ellie. You talked about this before. Yeah. And YouTube, it's just opening. And I asked those guys about it. Did you see it? And they go, Hodge, it's like something from another world. Really? It's like uh, it can it can do whatever you want it to do. On you know they've they've already done it like it can be a big eyeball in the middle. It's I think one or two times the size of of um, Statue of Liberty. It's Man. this huge thing. I'll see if I can get it up here and show it to you. Anyway, they had it. She goes, I saw it out there. Uh, Jaden said I saw it. And it looked like a moon, like a moon, not in the air, just sitting in the That's middle of crazy. Vegas. Um, and I'll try to get it up here. But anyway, there, you know, you do tours and they show the thing. It's supposed to be utterly amazing. But U2 is playing there. Um, the band U2, U2 hasn't been out in I don't know how long or done anything. And um, so they're doing some concerts. And I already, and they're all sold out. There is some $500 tickets, but you can't see the stage. I'm like, what? Why the hell do you want to go there and and not see the damn band? Right. 500. Um, Speaking of Vegas, talking about Vegas, there's a new uh, Casa de Monte, CDM, a Casa de Monte Cristo that's going into Paris next month. Paris? Might have said that wrong. You're just not going to believe this thing, man. Where's it going? Behold, the world's first, most gigantic and technologically advanced four-dimensional spherical structure on the planet is set to open on September 29th, 2023. Where's that at? Hang on here. I'll pull it up. There it is. Whoa. ...at the Venetian Resort in Las Vegas is like no other structure in existence with an exterior that features millions of unique LED lights spanning 54,000 square meters, allowing it to appear like anything programmers want to Hopefully they'll do the, look at the pumpkin. Wow. Mars or an alien spaceship. The interior of the sphere is a colossal, high-definition, 16K by 16K resolution wraparound LED screen, measuring a mind dummy, 15,000 square meters. So either way, as we're gloating over this thing, we have to go see that. Yeah, we'll that have to definitely see that. Has to get on the bucket list right away. Um, and I would love to see you too, because I just said to somebody the other day, "Where's the rock and roll anymore, man?" Yeah. You know, and you two. Well, we've got one of the best got, rock what, and roll Billy bands. Billy Joel and Pat Benatar next month, right? At Arrowhead. Incorrect. Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks. That's what I said. <laughs> no, you did. 
You're not that good. You're not. You're not no Jedi, buddy. No, no mind melting. These are the words that I said. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy, man. Anyway, the the coolest one. It, it looks like a moon. Yeah. Has fallen out of the sky and it's just sitting there in the middle of Vegas. That's crazy. Um, I mean, it almost looks like something out of the Matrix or something. Now I'm it's just gonna crazy. say, you know that if you live in Las Vegas, your taxes just went up to pay that electric bill, right? I don't know. It's like two billion. Something. That's crazy. That's crazy. But um, one point two billion. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, about two billion. That's crazy. And that's oh, the greatest football stadium in the and world. And you've been there. Yes. And I call that the Vader. Yeah. Vader the Death Stadium. Star. They call it the Death Star. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm sure they can make well, that look that's like the Death, Death Star, Star yeah. too. I mean, or the, well, yeah, yeah. Anyway, crazy. I don't want to hog up but, uh, the No, yeah. So, um, really uh, cool. a new Casa de Monte Cristo opens in August in Paris, and uh, oh, and that's where my favorite steakhouse in the entire world is, in Paris. It's Gordon Ramsay Steakhouse. And you've been there, the steakhouse? Yeah. Yes. You've been to Paris. Paris Casino in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I've not been to Paris. Yeah, I was gonna say, but yeah. So it's uh talk about a hell of a dinner and then go grab a cigar that's going to be that's going to be amazing yeah um yeah anyway we got something to look forward to because that that is something i it wasn't even on the radar i haven't heard anything about it until i guess something hit on my phone the other day you two to play the new sphere and i was like what i said i was just talking about you two and um, I, I thought they were going to show it like the moon, and that's probably coming up. Yeah. But um, anyway. That's pretty crazy, man. Um, utterly crazy what that thing can do. I mean, look at that. That is just. That's wild. I mean, what can you do with $2 billion? I That. Mean, I mean, I can think of a lot but more productive things. I just can't even, I didn't even want to get online and see what those U2 tickets, because I'm sure you can go. You just got to pay some serious ass bucks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, U2 is probably expensive to see anywhere. Yeah. Well, I would say a going ticket for U2 is probably 500 Mm-hmm. So, why don't you find us some music stuff, and then uh, I want you to tell me how you're liking that cigar. Hey guys, FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Craft and Boodle, and don't forget that as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code CraftBoodle15. Once again, CraftBoodle15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast. So what are you thinking about the cigar? I love it. And by the way, I've had this and I wasn't, it's not like I wasn't a fan. I wasn't overly impressed with this, but this one, uh, maybe because it's a little vintage on it or whatever, is fantastic. Um, especially since I've been uh, smoking a lot of the um, 
what the hell was it? Oh, the pork one, the talk slow. No, no, no. The um, God, I, I don't know why I've had such a trouble. I guess because I haven't said said it in a while. The one that's out at La Cachera, um, they've got a huge. Abundance. Oh, the Roma crab. The yeah, the Roma crab. Yeah. I mean, I've smoked a lot of the. I've, I've had two boxes of them, smoked them all, but the um, the one that I like, it, it, it's it's very comparable. But this is just a different smoke than that, and I really like it. Um, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful. It just comes to show what age will do on a cigar. And, you know, I know there are smokers. I've, we've got friends that, that do this and people we know and people we've interacted with that they don't smoke the same thing every day, but they smoke they smoke a, they smoke a pretty well-set standard. Um, not, I shouldn't say standard. Selection of cigars. And they'll buy the same things and sit on them forever and ever and ever and ever. So you get to experience how the cigar changes with age, right? Yeah. I've don't I've never intentionally well, I do age some things. They're not 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 like to a specific date, but I just put them away and try to forget about them for a while, right? This isn't one that I thought about doing like that. You know, and just looking for them, and like I said, I think I just grabbed the older ones. I didn't grab the box. Well, this one is ago. much better than the one I And it's I just had. fantastic. Yeah. And I'll tell you another one. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, I'm sure we did. But because, and we haven't even got to talk about uh, our latest event out there at Bootlegger with Bill and company, um, but the Rodriguez sampler package, which I think we did on one of the last two shows. Yeah, we were down at Big Chief. Big Chief? Uh, no, Stovalls. Oh, I thought Sorry. you were trying to throw me off again. No, 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 Stovalls. Yeah. Um, I, I've enjoyed those of, of late. Um, so I'm excited about getting some more of those. But although I do think I still have an unopened sampler pack when me and you were in Vegas. Has that been now? Or not Vegas. Uh, Key West. Key West. Was that three years ago now? Three or four. Well, you've been... Okay, the year we went, then you went again. Um, so I guess this November it'll been like three years. Yeah. And yeah. are you going back down this November again? This November, yeah. Yeah, you are. So it'll be three this November. And by the way, we are going to try to do, uh, at least there's been discussions with me and you trying to do something down there in October mm-hmm. for a day or two, mm-hmm. um, which I think would be fun. We, I, I've been wanting to do something with the Lost Boys which the Lost Boys is kind of a, um, it's a couple of owners who do custom um, surfboards, custom paddle boards. They do a lot of custom stuff and they've got a great shop. I think they started in the Virgin Islands mm-hmm. and, and now they're um, headquartered here, really across the street from the Green Parrot. Um, and they have some killer hats they do concerts there and just a great group of guys who I've gotten some stuff from and would like to do something with them. I've actually talked to them about our cigar line and doing something with them. And then we got Green Street, who we've done some things with in the past. Um, so that would be great for us to put that together. And for October. sure. And get down there and hang out with uh, Rodriguez and 
yeah, and get a chance to go Talk see to him, him about some things. and tell him what we've enjoyed about his cigars and whatever. And um, yeah, I think that would be fantastic. Well, I think we're just about done with our ranch water. Yeah, these were these were a great. They're refreshed, man. These are, and I'll tell you what, the combination of your lime juice and then I got to find those Tapo Chico limes. I didn't see, it's the funny thing about that, you know, Tapo it's Chico. like. Tapo Chico. You, you. Tapo Chico. <laughs> you, uh, you have them. You know what they are. I mean, like I've ordered these out, you know, it's like, I, sometimes it's like, you know, I love a good margarita and I'll drink them. But then you get that acid build up, and you're like, God, but I still just, I kind of want to just have I do ranch think, water, though, man. even with mine, two is about, well, okay, let's just figure it. My margarita, you got two-part uh, hornitos or whatever I do, hornitos. and then you've got another uh, part of uh, Cointreau, Grand Marier. So you got three little shots. You do a couple of those and knock them back, and, you know, and a good hour, you know, you've it's, had... Some yeah. good margarita going. It's so wild because we don't normally do these chilled mixed drinks with the cigars, right? It's a very fun, unique little experience. Like, I mean, we've done them, but now we're sitting here talking cigars and like not reviewing, but going through them. Your palate's cool, and then you draw the smoke in, and like if this, if this were a newer roll, all that spice would be very potent everywhere, which would be cool. But now it's like you draw the smoke in, you hold it to taste on it, and you let it go, and it slowly comes across your palate, then all the flavors are masses on top. And that may be because that lime has settled in on your tongue. Yeah, the citrus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I dig it. Well, I brought up also, because we've been fortunate enough through my brother here uh, to get some um, small batch Taylor, Carl Taylor. Yes, sir. Um, so we've got a bottle of that. But then also, um, I was wanting to revisit uh, Doc Holiday because they've got a Ben soft... Holiday. Did I say Doc Holiday? Yeah. yeah, Ben Holiday. I'll be your huckleberry. I, I keep doing that Doc Holiday because one of my favorite bars that I visited in Colorado is in Glenwood Springs, and they have a little saloon there called Doc Holiday. Not to mention Doc Holiday. Val Kilmer um, in, what was that? Tombstone. 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 Yeah. Anyway, they did a, um, a red wheat, and um, I had it the other night. They had it at uh, Stanley's. Now, have we... <laughs> 145 published episodes, over 200 episodes we've done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know we've done Ben Holiday a couple of times. I know I've had this with you at one point. Yeah. One time. Have we had it on the podcast? I don't know. I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. I know we've had the original Ben Holiday yes. because we, I don't think we had it when we were out there. They didn't have it when we were there for the Weston Bourbon Festival. No, and they didn't have it when we did the block party at Lit. They had two different variants of the Ben Holiday. Six year. Bottle and bond. Yeah. Bottle and bond. Yeah. But now this one. And I'm just telling you, for for as much of the bourbon that I've drank, I personally would rank this um, as the best bottle and bond in Missouri. I, I mean, I just think it's 
Well, let's start there. Yeah, yeah. it's one of the best. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you grab that? Um, I gave you my uh, sister. Well, here, I'll pour them right up here. Yeah. I, uh, she gave me these glasses because I'm a big... The oogie Woogies? No, you got zero tonight. Oh, nice. And, and I'm doing Oogie Boogie. He's the best Rudolph rendition the world's ever seen. Um, but I really do believe, and we've never, we're not big rankers or whatever, but we've had almost, well, we will never have had everything in Missouri, but what we've heard is we're drinking and trying. I think we've had, thanks buddy, I think we've had, we've at least taken, well, let's do that. Yeah, cheers. There we go. God, that's got such a presence on your tongue right away. And I wish I had a backstory of why it's called. I don't think that was a fireworks. No, that something exploded. Yeah. Um, but huh. weeded. There's not too many weeded um, bourbons out there, other than, of course you know the Weller line from Buffalo Trace and you know we've had a weeded from um, Wilderness Trail and I mean they're out there but let me tell you something I just think this is fantastic and it's smooth it is but it oh yeah there's a fire something exploded back there um, why because you hear fire trucks yeah fire trucks yeah and the alarm was going off. You hear the woo? Huh. Um, this is and something. And this is a bottle and bond. Yes. Yeah. So. And it's it's a red wheat. 100 proof. We know that. Minimum four year federally mandated warehouse. red wheat. So this is where I'm going to ask you. What? Is red wheat a type of grain? Yes, a probably. Specified species of wheat? My guess my guess would be it's something um, Missouri. Well, because the reason I asked that is, you know, Wood Hat is based out of Missouri, and they yeah. did that red corn whiskey. And the whiskey is red. I mean, it's fucking red. Yeah. You know? But I don't know. And I think I think Dave and Andrew down at still 630, I think they did, one, they did like a har harvest. I want to say it's called Harvest Moon. It was one of those single releases they did year, a few years ago, I'd say, probably five, six years ago. But I've seen some of those. I've seen where, but I don't know anything about the, we call it species, varietal, you know, whatever whatever it is. I don't, I don't know, you know. Well, whatever it is, my bet is, and we'll, we'll do a little investigation and get back to you on it next time. But I would assume this is some red wheat that's grown here in Missouri locally that they have been looking at for a while and now they brought it out with this and I think it's fantastic. It's amazing, I tell you, right away, it, and again, it could be coming from, you know, ranch water, but it, 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 it grabs your tongue right away. It's got weight on your tongue instantly, which is, I love that, I, I love that. And there's no, I don't know, man, it just, it's one of those whiskeys where the nose matches the taste. Yeah, you know, it's a complete and good because we're we're down to about two and two and a half inches left in this yeah. um, bone 
cracker bone skull breaker skull breaker yeah and just no, you know we're fucking great song unreleased song somewhere, oh, south, somewhere of south of here he he played it he played it there and he's first time he played it anyway. live yeah live there and uh, the other funny thing about him is he's kind of a pajama guy yeah and i i was like he was that's what he basically wore he's got flip-flops and his little silky pajamas yeah uh, now he wasn't in that when he came out afterwards, but um, I don't know, man. Just a cool guy. Good experience. I'm excited. We're gonna we, have to make and, that up. And by the way, the Viking and the cowboy were supposed to be there, but <clears throat> he um, had to take a test and did a promo. He got a promotion, so he's moving up the corporate ladder, and yeah. um, so he wasn't able to make it this time, but. I'm sure sometime soon we'll get to see him. We're gonna make that work. We're on apparently um, he... we're on his list now, so he's giving us updates of not only just his big concerts, but like this was a small stop. Yeah, like for him. E like an email list thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let me know on that because we'll, you know, we're due for another Crown Heads trip down to Nashville. Just not gonna shotgun it this time. Uh, two day minimum is my rule. Now, because <laughs> I can't stay up to four o'clock in the morning partying in Nashville and then drive home. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. We did at we all? party out at four four. You went to bed. What, what was this? When we were when we were in Nashville last year. But where were we up late and then I called Red it. Phone Booth. Oh, that was it? Yeah, no, because remember you wanted caffeine and they were like, We don't serve caffeine. And it took me by shock. I was like I was like, no no no. I was like, dude, you just have some coffee? He goes, No, we don't we don't serve tea, we don't serve coffee, we don't Yeah, because I was at like Pepe's last night. And um, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready for my. He goes, oh, before we do our uh, espresso, he goes, I want to do this shot with you that I came out with. It was like a Woodford something. It was pretty good. Um, and then uh, he actually got me this double espresso thing, which was really good. Whatever. I like Pepe's because <clears throat> they really have a good white fish there. I want to say it's um, it's not cod, but it's some really nice white fish. Tilapia. No. No, that's a bottom feeder. I do not do tilapia. No. No, anyway. Oh, no, no fucking tilapia. I mean, it's like a pan it's like a pancake fish. Anyway. If we're gonna do and I would not mind this fall have a fish fry because I got a, a buddy of mine who's family and um, he's a fisherman and he cooked walleye. He went out and I'm like, whoa, bro, did you just say this is walleye? Because I'm eating and it's amazing. And he goes, yeah, bro. I'm like, so did you go to Wisconsin or Minnesota? He goes, nuts. We're down here to a little hole oh, off the river. And I did not know you could get walleye in Missouri. And apparently you can. I, dude, I... I did not know that. I, I did not either. I caught a, I've caught a couple catfish here. On lines, I love catfish. Yeah, I do too. Then I killed one in the boat too, but you know, left it in the fresh tank, but didn't put the motor on. So it yeah, there's died. Yeah, I yeah. I love catfish, and I love this walleye now. There's so. this there's this place in Kimberling City in Table Rock, and it's literally like the uh, what can I compare it to? It, it's like the um, it's just this bar that serves food right and their menu is one page you know it's got uh 
Like, um, uh, what's right up here? The tavern. Uh, village. Village. Like that, yeah. right? What bitch menu? Yeah, you do burger. You have uh, hush puppies, get some wings, mott sticks, uh, T-Rabs, uh, mushroom. Everything's fried, right? Well, we're sitting there. I'm like, I want to eat. And we dro- I drove up there after work. It was a couple years ago, and, or last year. And I'm like, I met I met the girls and, and cousin and everybody was up there. And um, I was like, dude, what do I eat? He's like, bro, get the, get the catfish dinner. I'm like... Man, anybody can fry. Is it really catfish? And like the, the dude heard me. He goes, yeah, I'm cutting it now. I was like, oh, shit. Best catfish dinner dude. on the thing on. is shoot three. The plate? Three shoot where Third you've shoot? been. Yeah, the plate. 12 bucks. This fucking French big. fries, the whole nine. Yeah. And they give you a catfish, and it is so crispy. Here's the you killer part, it though. It's hey, beautiful. Did they give it to you with cornbread? Uh, no, there this was no This place cornbread. gives you a slice of cornbread. Well... Yeah, you right. told me about that though too, because I told you I had a good steak at uh, what was that um, Texas Roadhouse? Hey, twenty five dollar, dude. And you're like, bro, that is a great steak. The problem I don't eat there a lot is because I go overload. I'm like Kentucky Fried bucket of those biscuits, bro. I, did we do we joke about and this? And the honey butter, I have to stay away because <laughs> I eat I a bucket in. while I'm there, Dude. and then I got to get a bucket to go home. I go with. in, I go in, right? You know when you go into Texas Roadhouse, you come by and you can pick your steaks right there, and the, they got the thing there, and you, I always get their Delmonico ribeye. It's two inches. They cook. They, it's like the only steak I've had at a restaurant. Like they cook it. It's it's great. It's Damn a great good. fucking steak. You get that same cut. Not maybe not the same cut, but thickness. Pick it. Go to 801, it's $120, right? Better quality meat, sure. But again, I don't eat steak at 801 anymore. I don't like the way they cook it. But um, you get in there and they want to get, it's like two of you, or they want to give you that little fucking basket of rolls, got four in it. I'm like, nah, man, I need two of the family ones. They go, how many people do you have? I was like, us. And they always look at you sideways, and (laughs) Aaron's like, oh, trust me, he's going to eat those. But the problem is, is they come by and I pick the steak out and then I always get a side salad with ranch and I get some mashed potatoes. And turn that down a little bit. That one's yeah, peaking. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, and I turned it up. Yeah. Um, I guess that and uh, he keeps going, but I, I must have got it on something that anyway, oh, yeah. go ahead. And um the problem is I'll get a I'll get a couple of beers and I eat sixteen fucking rolls with honey butter, and then the steak and everything comes out and I'm like I'm gonna need a breather. <laughs> I'm gonna need a breather. <laughs> yeah, because I, I love bread. And then I just I hold my breath and I, cut, you know, normally you cut your steak and you eat it. I strip it out and I'm almost like I'm feeding a, a piranha. I'm just like swallowing chunks of meat. Leave out of there and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, Gordon would tell you you only cut off the next bite. Mm. You don't do all that. That place turned in. You know how judgy I am of steakhouses. I think that's the when it comes to tobacco, alcohol, and steak, I'm pretentious. We've joked about it, right? Um, it's like always funny when we go out to eat and Janine's there and we're looking at wine and I'm like, well, that bottle looks cool. And she's like, no, we're going to get this one, right? It's like, cool, you know wine, right? I don't. It's red. I think it looks good. I'm going to go with it, right? But we go to Gordon Ramsay's in Paris. I went there after the Chiefs game against the Raiders. And uh, um, we get in there and sit at the bar. One, it's one of the coolest bars I've ever sat at in my life. It's got nine chairs at it. 
That's it. And you're watching, like, when they make, you know, they're, it's Vegas. So, obviously, this is a reservation type yeah, of thing. Yeah, 100, 100%. You don't walk up to this thing. Um, to the point that, like, when we were standing there waiting to get in for the reservation, people were, I mean, people, I'm, I'm in, I'm in my, you know, my, uh, I was wearing that uh, red and gold, that Chiefs flannel that I wear. Okay. Still have my snapback on. I've got my jeans on. I'm wearing my Pennywise Vans because the red and yellow and white. There were people coming up to the nines. I mean, they were, I mean, I'm like looking at guys' watches and shit, like talking to them when I'm in line. Like we're talking about the shit they got on. No reservation, you don't come in. And I mean, I'm sitting here like, I'm going in there. <laughs> You're not. Um, had to take my hat off, right? Which is fine. Take hat off indoors. And, uh, we sit down, and I was like, you know, I've been drinking all day. You know, you're drinking all day. Normally, you've seen me. I'll eat a, I'll eat a 42 ounce tomahawk by myself. But I'm sitting there, and we're there, and I'm like, well, how about we split the tomahawk, you know? And then uh, we got some mushrooms, and the mug were phenomenal. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I was drinking Booker's. Uh, it was 2204, and uh, we're sitting there, and they're making up cocktails where they're like, like when they put mint in a cocktail. They got a mint plant they pull out, and they pull it off with tweezers and muddle the mint. Like, it's shit like that. The chef brings out, not wasn't Gordon Ramsay, the chef, right? The chef brings the steak out, and he goes, um, sir, because it's being shared, would you like me to carve it? And I was like, only if, he goes, I'm going to carve against the grain so you can have the marrow. And I was like, oh, you just stole my heart. If I was gay, I'd marry you right now. People fuck that up with the bone and steak. They want to carve with the bone. If you do that, the marrow can't seep in when it's cooked. And then when you get done, you can take a fork against that bone. And didn't I do this that uh, that night? I did steaks at the old house. Didn't I pull the marrow out of the bone for you? No. With the fork? Oh. Well, you can put a fork in it and pull the marrow out and just eat the marrow. And uh, he carves it. And then I got a mashed potato puree. Okay? Now, this mashed potato was just dense enough that you could spoon it and eat it and taste the density of it, but you could also smear it like melted butter. It was the best damn steak I've ever had. I've been trying, trying for over a year now to recreate those mashed potatoes. I can't do it. And like the whole experience was just perfect. Ate that whole steak over two and a half hours of conversation with the bartenders having drinks, doing the whole thing. And, now, granted, it's $200 fucking steak, right? It's Gordon Ramsay, but amazing. Just lights fucking out. It's yeah. like it's, it's the point now where it's like when we go to Vegas together, dinner will happen there. There's no fucking conversation about it. We, I, we, it it's happening. It's on my <sighs> list now. There are three restaurants that I... Sometimes it's very hard to hit every one, but it is, it is the... The fucking well. If we end up doing the Arlands, there's some amazing places down there. Um, I've eaten at Emeralds, and uh, my buddy had a a chef down there was one of the top ones, and we went to their place and had like duck and uh, some other things. It it was utterly amazing. So yeah, Vegas. You know, so we we've done we've done a few cigar dinners with with Lit and at Ruth Chris and. Uh, was that Napoli that we were at? Oh, uh, the little Italian place. Yeah, uh, we did that. 
Vito's or something. Vito's like in the Valley, yeah. And uh, it's something else now, but Vito's in the Valley. Um, have you ever, like, had a cigar with your, like, intimately with your meal? Have you ever done that? No. No. I've still not done it yet. And I've, I, I thought it would be. And what I, mean, what I mean by that. probably could have done it at the Red Phone booth. Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't know they did food. Did you know they did food there? Oh, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Well, we ate it. We ate it prime. Right. Which I I like that restaurant. I, the food's great. The drink option is. Which, I don't remember. Is, is, is that where we did the uh, popcorn lobster yeah. shit? Yeah. And then we had, um, I think we, I think we all, I think the girls, some of the girls had fish and then we, we did fillets and I think that I did a strip. I don't know what ate there. I don't know. They do. They do. It's really cool because they get all their meat from like a local, uh, uh, like a Tennessee grade a five farmer, like his meat sourced around the country at least, you know, um, which I thought that was, that was great, but. No, I didn't even know. I, I remember I was shocked. Because remember when we went into Red Phone Booth, and uh, we went in and got some cigars, just to buy some cigars. Right? We went to yeah. the humidor, and we had our cigars with us. And we remember we sat in that little couch, and they were like, nah, fuck this, and went to the um, went to the bar. And that... Um, that, would, that would be cool. I just... I've always wanted to do... I just didn't know what their caliber of food was and whatever there, but um, me and Janine got some food there once, and I didn't really... Well, and that was the thing, too. When I looked around, never looked at a menu, right? But everybody was eating, like, which makes sense, you know. None of those tables were set up to have meals, you know what I mean? I think it was more small plate. Little pizzas and things like that, you know. Um, But uh, it was... I've always wanted to have a night where you just get a few of us together... We sit outside, we plates are outside, we're having drinks, fire up some steaks, and then have a cigar set for the meal. You know what I mean? Intimately, right? Because we've, we've done it at, at the cigar dinners, but yeah. we're in conversation, we're doing different bourbons, you know, we're having drinks in between. That's a, a community just hang out with great food, but you're not really focused on the the meal with the cigar you know and i think that that's a moment where sometimes you know how hard it is to create a pairing with a cigar and a spirit right think about foods man like just think about a steak right just take take a steak a bone-in steak not only are you dealing with the natural property of the taste of that protein how do you season your steak? What's involved in that? What does the heat do to the seasoning you put on your steak? That's going to create a whole nother imbalance on, on, on your tongue, right? When you, when you taste it, when you're eating it. And then to apply the heat and the body and the texture of a cigar to it. Then, what are you pairing that with the cocktail? You know? It's like I've always, you know, I've told you this. We've joked about it. Like, I'm not one of those specific pairing guys, right? Like, everybody tells you with fish, you're supposed to have white wine, right? Let me tell you something, man. You get a really nice Shiraz or, like, that circus wine or horseshoe Shiraz or horseshoe and hand grenades with an oyster. I, I think it's amazing, right? But people will, like, no, you're not supposed to do that. I'm like, tell me what I'm supposed to do. I'm eating steak later. I'm going to start the wine now. 
Yeah. You know? It's crazy. The one thing, um, like, I've always wanted to cook a good steak, and I've learned how to do that. I can cook a good ribeye, and I tell everybody, just to cook it on the grill right, let it stand for an hour, do the seasoning properly, let it stand, put it on the grill, do your thing, great. I've always wanted to, back in the day, we'd go to Outback, and they would, there's a way to, to finish that steak off, and you put it in a pan, and you're searing it continuously, and you get that black char. The reverse of, searing thing. A marmalade on yeah. it, and you're just scooping it and sizzling, and you're almost building a crust yeah. all over that. I absolutely love that. Well, I would love to learn how to do that. That's like when like when I do my steaks, you know, like when I talk to people that cook, like I, talk, I taught Wreck-It Rusty to do his steak this way. That's when he bought his egg. And I said, it's like, you know, for the longest time, I always cooked steak around 375 for a while, you know? You're talking 20, 25 minutes per side. I'm talking, you know, 20 plus ounces of meat, right? Because you, you have to have that or else you're going to just cook the damn thing down. But what I do is, like, my, my steak rub is coarse dried sea salt with coarse black pepper and extra dried minced garlic. That's what I put on all my all my red meats. And... You know, when the when the bone this works best when the bone is in because the bone acts as a, um, like an, uh, a, a, what am I trying a lining like a a secondary lining for the meat right you got to cook it longer, and I cook my steaks you know I primarily Snake River now is what I buy but Costco if you people don't know this you know one of the most unique things about Costco when it comes to their butcher department. You can go to Costco and buy an entire rib priming and have them custom cut your steaks. Whatever thickness you want. Cut them for you, right? Take a two and a half inch steak, okay? Throw it on there at 500 degrees. You instantly sear the top of the steak. But then what happens is when that bone is attached or there's still that extra room in the meat before you flip it over to sear it, when you sear the steak immediately, it acts as a, a like a, a wet blanket. It slows how quickly you cook the internal side of the steak because the outside of the steak has already seared to temperature. So then you let it go, and the way, the way I judge it is I watch the heat rise on the outside of the steak. Once you start to see the purple setting come in in the middle of the steak, you flip it over. Then you pull it off, and those steaks come off that grill about roughly at about 28, 30 minutes. At 129 degrees, they rest. They come out at 133. It's your medium rare steak. Huh. You know? Well, I know I cooked them for Maddie and crew down at uh, in Naples one time. And I went to public, went to the butcher, and, and I said, I need like 10 of these. And I need them cut at two inches. I like the marbleade and whatever. Yeah. It was very lucky that I had a very high-end um, um, briquette type stone briquette you could get hot and i i probably did them three to four minutes on each side and let them set and they were absolutely fantastic but um yeah there's something about that searing it with that crustiness with uh your rub or whatever you put on there that when you cut in through that little crispy outside I don't know, man. It's just, there just isn't anything uh, better. 
Um, but we're always looking for something new, but damn. All right, we need to get off this uh, ribeye because I'm about ready for a ribeye at this point. Well, I'm down to a nub now with this skull breaker, and I think it's been fantastic. It was a good pick by him. We're probably about ready for our second cigar. And with the ranch water and this uh, Ben Holiday red, it's a soft red wheat. And um, pretty much you can find it um, at a lot of the local places. And I want to say the price point on it is around 50 bucks. Um, and if you guys haven't tried it, recommend uh, i highly recommend it so give it a give it a little try yeah it's uh it's fantastic it's nothing short of that this this might actually be uh i know we're out at the end of the year doing the top you don't five that we were, i don't have that at all yeah. and i love the, the the i like how they didn't change the bottle shape but i love the artwork on that on that label very similar yeah but it's got the it's old school yeah and the 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 lettering or the the script that's there what do you what do you call that the lettering. I don't know, kind of got holiday script. Yeah, it's cool. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know. It looks, it reminds me but of a Christmas it's a bottle. it's 100 proof, and it's so smooth. That wheat just, um, you know, because it's going to be 51% corn. But then the wheat that they put on this is just like what they say. It's really soft and, and it's, smooth. it's unique. It's beautiful. Um, so I guess the next one we'll open up is this uh, Colonel Taylor. Uh, and we'll do that when we get into the next cigar. Yeah, you I got a nub left. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm and right here. I have, I'm going to give you to try is this um, Vahave. I think it's called Thunder and Lightning. Vahave. Vahave. <laughs> Go on. Go that's, on. Yeah, I, I thought it was said perfectly. Uh, I, you know, that's what I said. Vahave. 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 V? Whatever. V? Ahe. Yeah, whatever. Tapa Chico. Tapa Chico. Tapa Nacho Libre. <laughs> By the way, I I like watching Instagram because, I, you know, every couple of days I'll spend 15 minutes going through the shit because I love all the products, these cool products that they have on there. Oh, yeah. Like, I've got a power washer, and to hook up my power washer is a pain in the ass because you got to screw everything on and blah, blah, blah. So these quick releases now, I've ordered some of them. You know, like where you screw it on, and then you just pull the tab back and pop it in. Yeah. They're um quick releases or yeah, something. Snake, so I ordered snake, a set of those snake. for my deal, and I found that the other morning and ordered it, which I think is cool. Off Instagram? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's kind of why I like that as, as well. Plus, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of cool shit to get hipped it up, hipped up to on hipped, it. Hipped, hipped up to? Yeah. That's that ranch yeah. water kicking in. Yeah. Plus this, I was going to say Doc Holiday again, but Ben Holiday. No. Anyway, no. Thanks for bringing this. Yeah, this I think I definitely think this uh, the the skull breaker. I mean, it's dope too. I didn't even realize until I got here earlier and I pulled him out. I was like, "Son of a bitch, man! This got some age on him." And I, I just you know, those wrappers are sitting right here I on keep a white tray. Talking, I keep talking about cataloging my shit. I just don't want it's so to. It's so daunting. Yeah, I don't want to. It's gonna take forever. Very daunting. Oh, funny. Anyway. All right. Great, great pick. 
Um, anyway, look, it's like um, Beautiful. the froggies have given up. Yes, they did. Well, I killed one of their buddies. Um, and Man down. Yeah, so not a whole lot of yelping going on now. So beautiful. Yeah, love it. All right, let's put we'll put these down, and then uh, yeah, let's fire up an extra guard. We have a little bit left on the podcast, and let me go. I don't know if that's even out here. Let me go get. Yeah, go ahead. Another one. Thought it was right here. So these skull breakers, man. I mean, I. The surrogate line, and I think we've we've talked we've talked. I know I've talked about this. I think we talked about when we had Casey Johnson on the podcast last year, and um, you did take that off, right? The beauty of of Todd Dwyer, we've said this before, is is oh, shit. one the passion that, that Pete Johnson has, and the yep. the expectations he holds for his tobacco are something yeah. that I and we have placed inside Craft no, Cura with our cigars. To get a couple you know? more, um, two or three. We get asked all the time. People are like, man, you can have a new release, new release, new release, new release. And uh, we will. It's just, uh, you know, we want to make sure it's right. You know, Did we're not. Did Steven even send one? We're not the largest in the world. And we want to make sure that we're doing he it was properly. Send and everybody's enjoying it and everything is going well. You know? I was going to say, listen, fucker. Jesus but Christ. It, what it, the? F- I, we're, to I, come it out of the PCA trade show it. this year. It would have been funny. Not that the. Everyone knows that when it comes to, I think we okay, talked about well, this in the last episode. Like, like if you had something. to go outside Craft and Pure, so what, what do I smoke or the, the cowboy smokes on the regular is Tatuaje or Crownheads. Black yeah. Label Trading Company's in there, uh, Ovea Negra Brands. Um, and other things play in, Illusion, right. things like that. They all they all fluctuate in and play around. And um, But very excited for what Tatuaje's got coming and what, what's, what's going to happen with it. And you all right? Yeah, I was just looking for. Oh yeah, here it is, right here. Yeah. Let's see this. And you know, Viaje. We've talked about this. I think we talked about this originally when I got back from uh, Louisville, and I was God. There's that smell again, man. You know, go grab yours. Yeah. I won't light it till you get back. Yeah. You know. You guys have known this. I don't work daily inside um, as a professional tobacconist in a lounge anymore currently, you know, like right now. And um, uh, some of the best times in my life in my cigar okay. career have been in lounges. And I'm yeah. grateful for every single one of them. There's no difference there. Just I don't smoke nearly as much as I used to, you know. I mean, I, I went from three to five cigars a day on average to, you know, <laughs> Sounds funny when you say it, but lucky I get seven in a week. Um, but, you know, 14-hour days will do that to you, you know. Um, but age on cigars, if you guys are on the Patreon, you see the video, you see I'm, I'm pretty much nose-raping this cigar. Uh, please don't be offended by the word. I know, I know yeah. it's harsh, but it's, yeah. um, it's great. And okay. I... I love, 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 love the the smell that's coming through. These smells on these cigars tonight, and you know, the cowboy and I have talked about epic moments and and how they sometimes they can be big, 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 and sometimes they can just be chill moments like now. And I got to tell you, for the cigars I'm smoking tonight, these soft cedars and and. 
sweet woods and just natural tobacco smells that are coming off these unlit cigars are just throwing me back to eight years old to to walking into a, an aged humidor when the the humidifier is blowing in the air and and you just that that essence of of all the work that went into the cigar just fuck man when you really get down to it it's utterly amazing that these cigar companies are able to put together so many exclusive blends that are so unique and amazing it's crazy well and that's that's what's insane too right you know it's I talked about it at our bootlegger event with a couple guys that came to the booth and you know they were asking they're like you know so with the moon tower they're like well how come you don't keep this in regular production I'm like you know look man we, we've got enough to do events for this year and then we got to do it again you know I mean it's, it's rolled it's sitting now you know but we also you doing illusion yeah which one uh, MJ12 Maduro the black Maduro. one yeah, yeah. This is just a Nicaraguan show-off tonight. But, you know, you got to think about that the same way. Like, uh, think about how many distilleries start. And for the first three to four years of their existence, their primary source of, of, of income or product released or sold is vodkas and gins and, and botanical gins and botanical vodkas. And because... They're waiting on that product to mature to the point that they're excited, they're accepted, they're ready to go for you. Cigar companies do it the same way, but sometimes a lot longer, you know? Um, and, you know, we, we taste on blends all the time and we're playing with these new ideas and something we're trying to get out this year. And we got this big project we're working on for the future. And um, that's just us, right? Now think about Pepin Garcia. How much every day does he and his team and his, his trusted tasters and blenders and what he's working, what he's putting together, the projects he's putting together, how much time are they spending? I just have to think that every day he's, you know, he's doing that. All right, so I'm lighting up the, I'm going to call it the Thor. What is this, the Viaje Thunder? The lightning Thunder. I'm going to call it the Thor, or the Zeus. Zeus? Thor? Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't want to complain, but something happened to the music, and it went all country on us. Yeah. Wow, that straight light's like marshmallows. Cool. Mm. So what, now that PCA is done, and I know that you and I both, we don't know everything that's coming out, but with the, this, I'm gonna handle this question, with the exception of the Crown Heads releases, Obviously, we know the face is coming this year from Tatawahe, the monster. Um, what company are you looking forward to smoking new or attaching to soon? And I know, I know, we're I know we're sitting down with 
still on throwing cigars in a, in a week or two. But is there anything else that you're wanting to jump into? Um, jeez, I mean, I mean, this is where it just starts getting hot and heavy. The Las Caveras and Tatawahe and obviously we're going to be doing some stolen thrones and um, um, I, I really don't know how to answer that you know because I know it's hard it does get a little there's bit there's a lot bit. coming down the pipe right now um Well, you just mentioned the Melania. I'm not gonna lie, this this Viaje, Thor, Zeus, God of Thunder, whatever this is, Lightning and Thunder, and this Ben Holiday, coffee and a joint, a little stranger, yeah, Sugar Shack, and um, the two of these paired together, like. I, we know, if you would like to do it, it's like marshmallows, man. I've already smoked, I bought a five pack of those to try them. Because like, when I, when I see them. I like the size too, it's like an extra Toro. Yeah. Um, I was like, well, look at that wrapper. What is this, it smelled great. And, um, but I think what you're gonna be surprised about that is the evolution of smoking that whole thing. Because it ha a lot of things happen. Uh, well, what would you, as I get into this, what would you give this? Is it strength and body wise? What would you do? I say it's um, it's it's mild but full strength. Ah, okay, hooganers, huh? Yeah, and it's got um, it's got a lot of good flavors. Uh, I've only smoked one. I got I think I got five. I think I've smoked one. I gave you one. So I got yeah, three, three left. left. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it was really funny you pulled this out. I was looking through uh, when I was trying to figure out what to bring to start the podcast with today. I uh, I found, I, I got 10 more of those Viaje unleaded Maduros left. They were like under a bunch of Illusion. <laughs> I'm just setting shit on top of shit. Well, that's another thing. I mean, we've, we over the last year have kind of gotten into Illusion. Now, back, I'm back into saying, it. Yeah, right. because when you and I first met, but it's on my radar now. Before, yeah. like, you'd hand me a cigar, you'd be like, this is a Lugion. I'm like, okay. Well, it was kind of funny because I remember you smoked an Epernay uh, Le Moon number two. When I, I remember when we were first hanging out together and you were 660 fucking just all the way. And I remember the reason it was so, the reason that kept clicking with me is I thought about it. I found an old picture of us. It was the first Corona you'd smoked. Like, you didn't smoke anything that small. I give I gave it to you, and I'm not going to recall the conversation, but you had had it, and um, just the thing with the Lugione is, it's not everywhere. You know what I mean? And we smoked some down at Crew, and then Lit got Lugione in, and MJ12 Maduro and, Cor and Corojo, um, the Epinay, the new Limones, and then the the um, not hiatus. I can think of Grand 10. Crew, Lit. And then I picked up some Illusion in um, on the plaza in Kansas City. No, speaking of Kansas City, I talked to Kendall yesterday. Um, we got to kind of plan our whole day for the Billy Joel concert, but I'm thinking what I want to do is before the show, uh, yo, we get there early that morning. Let's let's go. Let's have a, a big lunch, 
um, and then go spend a couple hours down there before we head over to Arrowhead. At Outlaw? Yeah. With him, maybe? With him, yeah. He's going to be down there. Okay. Uh, they're going to the show. Oh, cool. They're not sitting where we're sitting, but they're going to the show. <laughs> no, that means they're sitting way better than us, in case anybody was curious there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got those tickets, like, four last months year. ago? Last year, dude. Really? Last year. What? No, no, we didn't. We oh, did it. No, time in the spring. No, it was no. We were watching the. Uh, we did it at the Bengals playoff game at um, Winties. No, not the Bengals game. We oh, watched I the know. Bengals I was game. Like, hey, your brother, Billy Joe's playing. You go where? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, they're playing in Kansas City Arrowhead Stadium with Stevie Nicks, and we're like, oh, let's get these tickets right now. Let's do it. <laughs> and we did it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm, which another thing that I think is funny is I have some um, family members, girls, um, who went to the Taylor Swift concert. Where she got hit in the head with a bottle? At KC? Oh, I don't know. Have you heard about this? Oh, so, I don't this, know. I mean, apparently this is fucking national newsworthy. But I guess over the past... I'll say month or a couple months, there's all these big touring acts. People are throwing shit at them. Well, I saw somebody the other day, a phone was thrown at them. That's wild. Um, and I don't know who it was. I don't think it was Taylor Swift, whatever, but it just kind of hit the side of her and whatever, and she just, you know, played it off. Yeah. But I don't know, man. What, what shit coming to? Throwing shit on stage is just fucking nuts. I don't know. But this Taylor Swift thing is just nuts, man. I mean, $1,500 to go see Swifty. Dude. Swifty tickets, $1,500. Uh, yeah. And I'm like... And I haven't found out Lauren, my sister's daughter, she went with another friend, and they went to the concert. I don't know how they did it, but they didn't have tickets. They went there and somehow got in. That's utterly amazing. That's wild. I mean... I'm going to have to hear that story. You know, sometimes, I mean, I look at... Obviously, we don't understand the scope of how popular these people really are, right? But I would say, like, if you told me U2 tickets at the Sphere were 2000 a seat, I'd be like, oh, okay, I get that. But then you say Taylor Swift at Kansas City is 1500 ticket. I'm like, really? For T-Swizzle? Really? Right. No, I don't get it, right? And comparing her to Elvis now. Well, I told you, I told you what I'm trying to do at the Billy Joel concert, aren't you? No. So you know, on my birthday, my 30th birthday, I got those two tickets, front row Fenway Park to yes. see Billy Joel play. Yes. COVID canceled the concert. Never got an email about the rescheduled concert. I found out two days after the concert on Instagram that it got it got played. So I've got the two tickets. I've got the box office tickets in this eight by ten picture frame that says the the uh, Billy Joel experience that almost happened. I'm trying to find a way to get him to sign it when we're there <laughs> and put those so tickets. they actually did and remade the concert and you didn't they know. They redid the concert and we never knew. How the hell did you I never got did an email. Did you get email. your money back or no, anything? No, no. I still have the tickets. Wow. Had no idea. I was checking the, I was checking the old Billy Joe's uh, website. Those were not cheap either. No. No. Am I thinking five? Well, yeah. Yeah, one of those moments where I'd agree with how much they and cost. And I was actually going to maybe try to go to that. And we talked you. about it because it was yeah. at Fenway. We were going to go. It was a Saturday night show. We were going to fly in Thursday, go to the harbor. We were going to do go main. We were going to do all this cool shit. We was go like down in the south, uh, uh, South Charleston, kind of hit some of the old bars. 
and then um, I was I was talking about trying to go to Two Guys Smoke Shop. That's why I was talking to you about. It. I was like, we should go hit the shop, and then Saturday, kind of keep it mellow. We'll eat in Newtown and all that, and then we'll fucking uh, we'll go get to Fenway early. And cause we we were literally these tickets. You and Nico Moon was us in the piano. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. literally right there, and never happened. You know, so that's why I joke. I'm like, I'm gonna take my picture frame down and be like, hey, will you, uh. <laughs> you know. Now, what did you call this illusion? Because on the label, it says illusion. It's all black uh, yeah. wrapper and it's an illusion Maduro. It's but the MJ12 Maduro. MJ12. Yeah. And MJ12 comes in the black wrap that's the Maduro and then the silver wrap that's the Corojo. And then you have the gold wrap is it's not an MJ. It is original documents. Habano. It, 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 I do believe it is a Habano, but it's a Cruzado. It's a Cruzado. I think it's the Cruzado Habano. And here's something else weird. Know. It's not in front of me. I'm sitting uh, down the street from um, uh, Lazy Gator where Nico Moon is playing and they've opened up this new speakeasy. Why? It, maybe it was a speakeasy in one day. That Ben but Holiday way, is the best rendition of Ben Holiday I've had. Yeah, it's fantastic. So um, anyway, we're sitting down here by ourselves, me and Janine, and, and the owners are there and we're enjoying it. They're telling us the whole story. Another woman comes and then another woman comes to meet her, this little redhead. And I was telling her, you know, what we do, my partner and I, and blah, blah, blah. We, we have a cigar line and whatever. She goes, oh, guess who one of my best friends is? You told me, Don Gelato. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, Illusion Cigars. And I'm like, <clears throat> wow. Because she's from Vegas. Yes. Yeah. She goes, I went to school with him and he started his company in that. And um, yeah, I'd be interested to see what he brought to the show and what his new gig is. Yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, I still haven't seen the new rendition of boxes that came out, but I, in person, right? But is, as far as I'm concerned, I really wish that, I mean, I understand how markets change and we've talked about this, right? How every, look, we're all label whores. We've both been victims of it. I'm still a victim of it to this day. If the label looks cool, you're gonna get me. Um, but I loved the, the the Cuban-esque boxes that he did. I don't. I don't know that I'm really going to enjoy the new artwork for the century. Never even seen any of boxes. his boxes. Well, you have. I'm always no, you, one, you have. two, Z, three. Oh, you've seen. I've got them. You, you've seen them. Huh. We've smoked out of them. But that's the point. That's my point. They wouldn't just pop in your recognition because there's nothing fancy about them. Well, neither is Tatuai. They're just, exactly. But and, and again. You could look in, in my humidor right now, and I know you've got a couple of boxes. I could lay out my Tatawai boxes, and with the with the they exception the with the exception of especially the, the monsters. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. So if you look at all of Selection de Casadores, right, which is all brown label, they're all plain cedar boxes. Then you look at black label; they're all the same black box, just extended. And all they are is a little brown with a little Florida de Lis around them. Yeah. You know, you look at all the Veroku red label stuff. They're all the same cabinet boxes, just the digits and the and the, the verbiage on them change. Yeah. You know what I mean? It. I I love that. I do understand if you're trying to attract newer smoke because we've talked about how the age of 
cigar smokers has dropped, you know? And it's, it's one of the things that I bring up that like, I love that you have with your son, you know? Uh, Gavin's got no problem having a cigar with you whenever you're around, right? Yeah. Uh, does, does Dylan smoke? I've no. never smoked with Dylan. Okay, nope. I, was saying, I know I've smoked with, with Gavin. And that's not a nope, that's a hell no. That's a, hell, that's a nope? <laughs> but um, it's like, I, I, I have been able to witness and bear witness to, and I'll tell you, one of my favorite stories that I've ever bear witness to was this gentleman had come in to the shop I was working at, and he goes, uh, do you guys have any um, uh, Padron 1926 number twos? And I said, yeah, Maduro or natural. He goes, Maduro. Grabs him, sits down. He's like, would you mind showing my son his first cigar? And I said, well, shit, you just set a high bar. I'm like, bro, have you ever smoked before? He goes, no. 19 years old. And I'm like, you're going to be really disappointed from here on out for a while. <laughs> you went to creme de la creme, and now you're going to smoke other stuff because your dad's buying, right? Now, I'm, I, don't know your, I don't know your personal financials, right? But I don't know you're going to be buying $32 cigars all the fucking time to smoke. You no. know? Let me tell you something. You're doing well for yourself. I'm doing well for myself. I don't buy thirty-two dollars cigars to smoke all day. Sorry, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't just, even think I Arnold have any Schwarzenegger just cigars. did a three-part series on Netflix, and you know what he was smoking the whole time? Padron Five Thousand Handmade Maduros. You know how much those cost? Eleven dollars. Huh? That's Arnie. Still want to smoke with them. Me too. But, you know what I mean? It was just really cool. And it's, I, so my point that I'm getting at is like, I'll, I'll never have that experience with, with, with my kid, right? It's one thing. If I could have a kid and suddenly they're 18 and I go smoke with them, that'd be great. I don't want to do the other 18 years. Well, I kind of, but that happened to me too, because early on in my cigar career, I was in medical sales and we went to New Orleans and everybody brought something. I, I probably brought music, but. Um, he got a box, uh, and I've told this story before, of the Cohibas um, Robustos. Mm. And I think this was around 94, 95, and yep. I've read that the Cohiba Robustos that year were some of the best they'd ever put out. Yeah. And literally you were smoking them, and I'm saying a pinch, a pinch, and we were smoking them. And I'm not kidding you, it rained for three days straight down there. We're in the blacksmith bar drinking um, 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 the tomato, the fucking tomato juice drinks, the vodka and uh, Bloody Marys with pickled string beans. And they were amazing. And we smoked there all afternoon. It was amazing. Listen to a jukebox. One of the oldest bars in the country, the blacksmith bar. Yeah. And those cigars were phenomenal. And since then, never. Nope. I even tried. I told you. And I thought they I were I think probably the only so. ones I've done are with you. Yep. When you bring them back from your travels. Well, and I, and I got you for your birthday. I got you those Monty number threes from 96. Because I could not. I told you on your birthday. I tried to find. I tried to find those pre, pre-2000 Cohiba Robustos. And the one guy I was going to buy from just. Uh, they were crazy money. Well, that and I didn't, uh, he couldn't just send me a picture of the cigar. He kept sending me the box. I'm like, fuck you, dude. But we did but, have them for one of the Chiefs game. Um, when those, you are, went, those are Partagas. Well, yeah. And we did that with, well, I don't remember what. Blood Oath number five. Blood Oath number label. five. Yeah. Yellow label. Yeah, which um, I 
don't think I have a bottle of that anymore. I, we nope. drank them. I finished ours at the Super Bowl. Which, by the way, I just, there's an eight episode called The Quarterback, which Cousins, um, the Well, so let me, is, is Mahomes in it? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, because the when you look at the, you know on Netflix, like when it pops up, it's got that little, there's like a background image of it, and it shows Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. That's the only ones I paid attention to. But there's it another is, one. It's Cousins. Him and then the one from Alabama, um, who's with Atlanta, uh, Mar Mario Mariota. Yeah, Mariota. Mariota. Yeah. It's those three that they went last year and watched. And All right, this is a music song suggestion. Natalie Rise sings this song called "The Warriors" on Sugar Shack Sessions. Download this song. Uh, you want to pour up our next one as we yep. wrap this out? And this illusion is amazing. That's a chocolate bar, man. But I hate those fucking cars. What did I what did I jump into? I was saying something. You were saying the uh, the warrior song down no, before that. Um Oh no, but talking about how labels are changing and the smoking age is getting younger, and I referenced some people I've met and um, I understand changing things so they don't look old, you know what I mean? But I'm also in the mindset that everyone's always doing special releases and limited releases and things like that. Maybe do a collection of these boxes that way and then go back to the old school for me. You know, like one faith that I think that I own and, and I'm very comfortable in with, with Tatuaje is with the exception of the monster boxes, I don't think that... And obviously, it's the 20th anniversary of Tatuai, so I understand the acrylic jars. But even that, they're peach, tan, and blue. I thought they were white and blue. White, whatever. Okay. I, I don't know. Um, but I don't know what I would do if suddenly, you know, Brown Label or Select Snake Eyes of Doors from Tatuai started coming in this plastic brown box with all this flash on it and this or that. I don't know. I don't know that I... I don't know. I, I don't... Well, there's definitely nothing flashy about our shit. No. It's black and it's white. It's black and white. It, it really does... It, and even our story has evolved kind of organically. Um, Completely organically. <laughs> because we started with a black and white label because I said there's one cigar... And I can't even think of it. You'll know it when I say it, but it's it's probably a box press and it's black and white and it's got kind of a cross on it. Sin Compromiso. Yeah. From, I uh, really Steve love Saga. the simplicity yeah. of that. And um, I liked the black and white and I just thought that would stand out. And that's kind of how we got started with our black and white series that we have three labels in now, along with our event ones. But we haven't labeled the event, the Moon Tower. No. And I don't, I don't, I mean, we might, we haven't even talked about it. We might not. You know, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Right now it's fun. Hmm. Well, and this is another thing that was funny. And I, I don't think we've talked about it on the show, but I've been an admirer probably since I was getting into uh, stick figure, Michael Ferrante, and I was listening to this. And then, you know, of course, 
because we're on the back porch here, I've got the music channel on and then they play and we just happened to come across Sugar Shack and this whole new music channel that has artists that are startup yeah. artists and whatever. And, and their, anyway, story, their story is great. And we listen to a lot of it. And then all of a sudden I'm out here, why the hell, where are they playing in Florida? And then come to find out, which is a crazy story, my brother right. lives Cheers. in Bonita Springs. And Bonita has a little bitty town by a little amphitheater. And there's these waterways where there's manatees and all kinds of shit. And there was this lot where there's this big tree. And my brother's like, I knew you'd love that lot. I go, yeah, I'm sure it's a million dollar lot, whatever. But it was fabulous. Anyway, come to find out. That's just down the street from my brother where the new Sugar Shack, um, I think they call it Sugar Shack Downtown. Oh, really? And that's where their new place is opening up, where you'll be able to go in and listen to music, and they'll have Sugar Shack um, concerts there and whatever. Well, hell so. yeah, man. I mean, the, the show's really cool. I mean, I, I found it on YouTube. I think we found it around this. I think we were talking to each other about this show, and we didn't, I didn't remember the name you put it on. I'm like, oh, shit, this is what I was talking about. And I know they started, it was it was a, a small producer that worked with uh, local bands in Florida. And then when COVID hit, they've got their little private thing. And suddenly, like, Stick Figure's been on here. Slightly Stupid's been on here. Uh, Sublime with Rome was on there. Dirty Heads were on there. They like, kind of do it like, um, it kind of goes to throw back to uh, MTV Unplugged. Yeah. Where, you know, you would have... Um, like Nine Inch Nails, and then specifically, I know that um, Kurt Cobain, when he did the Unplugged, I yep. did not like his grunge shit. What? But when I heard him Unplugged, I just was like, oh my God, it just brings a whole different acoustically to hear these. And I think a lot of these guys, like uh, another example is Pepper. I've heard them on Sugar Shack. Dude, Pe I, Pepper. two guys sitting there acoustically yeah. singing, and it's amazing. Pepper, is, <laughs> I've, I've got a history of those. That's why I, I love Pepper so much. But um, they, you, it's one of those things, where, like, with Pepper, like, you heard, like, when, when you were, like, dude, fucking Stick Figure. I'm like, bro, we've listened to Stick Figure together. We've listened to Pepper together. Like, we've listened to all of it together. I sent you, I heard this song called Fire Mount, uh, Fire on the Horizon. Fire on the horizon? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, holy shit, this is good. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> I didn't know you listened to Stick Figure. I said, I don't. I just heard it. It's amazing. He goes, that's an amazing song. I started sending you fucking And then you're just like, oh, shit, if you like that. And I sent it to my brother. My brother's like, oh, if you like this shit, you're going to be listening to Pepper. And yeah. he started sending me all this shit. And then, bam, a new genre of music. Yep. Um, is happening because God, guess what? There ain't no rock and roll going on right now. Yeah, you know, I've I've kind it's of it's a lot of pop country, away. yeah, and and kind of this island and rap infusion and all this shit going on, which I enjoy the hell out of. But when concerts would come to town, I would know everybody right. on the lit. Now I look right. at concerts, I'm like, who the hell is that? Who the hell is that? Very rarely. Although I will tell you, I've been wanting to see Billy Bob Thornton and the Boxmasters forever. Mm -hmm. And they just played at Lincoln Theater. I couldn't have gone because it was the day, uh, it was Sunday after our event, and I just didn't wasn't aware of it. But over in Belleville, 
Oh, I know over there by Sheldon's yeah. house. They played. I would have loved to have gone and done that. God oh, yeah. Damn. Um, and they played at Knuckleheads, which it's hard to get to Kansas City with work because we're still yeah. working full time. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we are at that point in the podcast. Um, we are going to kind of tap out here and then do what we always do. We're going to have another cigar and have a couple of drinks and hang out and we're turning the music up. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you do want to follow us and catch all the extra reviews, uh, video format of the podcast, our monthly live stream where we do stogies and cinema, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash crap. Well, that's happening this weekend. That's Sunday. Yes. Yeah. So And then... And we- Prey is the movie we're doing. I'll find out the year it was released, and I'll get all that going later tonight. So, And then our event uh, at Cigar Vault, which is on 26? the 26th. Yep. Which is a Wednesday. Wednesday. And we've got... I've sent out a lot of... Um, whatever we call those, sent out some spreads to everybody, and everybody's saying they'll be there, and we're going to keep doing that every day, sending stuff out to everybody, but it should be a great event. Wednesday night, Cigar Vol, Pacific, Missouri. Yep. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of how to say this, but uh, Linda, your mother-in-law, that's her stomping grounds because she's with NEC, and... Um, just down the road from her and yep. so i'm sure that's going to be a great event and uh, it's going to be a blast yeah. we uh uh jen and shane the owners actually met with reload today of power play beverage and we are launching into pacific missouri three bourbons that night that they are ecstatic of i actually don't even know what they are so oh we're, we're in the dark uh, on that well huh? blue chip blue chip the one we do know um out from sturgis Oh, okay. Um, that one, and then there's two others that they are very excited about, and they're not being poured or shown until the night of the event. So, excited about that. That's going to be right. a lot of fun. So, uh, from the Viking, mahalo, guys. Thank you so much. And Bourbon Cowboy, take us out. And the Bourbon Cowboy, listen, as always, thanks for listening to us goobers uh, talk about cigars and bourbon and all our banter. Um, hopefully, we bring a smile to your face when you guys get a chance to listen to us. And until next time, stay safe, stay cool, giddy up. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch.